Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Water, and I'm here, as always, I'm a good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Spring has officially sprung here in Houston, Texas, yeah. and we are getting geared up for an incredible spring. We've got some cool stuff coming at you on the podcast and our challenges, the new yes. resource. We're getting a ton of feedback on that. So fired up. The sun is shining. It's going to be a good conversation today. We're going to be talking about a meta-analysis comparing the effectiveness of different forms of fasting, caloric restriction, time-restricted eating, and the effects on weight loss. We're going to talk a little bit about the adherence component, beginning with the end in mind, and just going to be a kind of a 30,000-foot view on how we're going to take our weight loss and, more importantly, our health goals and apply them in a lifestyle adaptation. So, Fasting for Life podcast the fasting for life method, fast cycling. We always begin with the end in mind, Tommy. So I'm excited for today's conversation Yeah, around this article. And it's, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I love that this is becoming more mainstream, these types of research articles and conversations, because mm-hmm. a lot I've of the stuff we've been talking about recently is, is from the end of 2022 or even from the beginning of this year in 2023. So first and foremost, shout out if you're new, to the podcast, you've given us a shot. You searched fasting, you searched diet, you searched weight loss. You've tried, you failed. You're a newbie, you're a beginner. I uh, want to welcome you in. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to join you on your weight and health journey. Head back to episode one if you want to hear more about Tommy and I and our journey, how fasting transformed our lives and why we come to you week in and week out, as well as a shout out to the long-term listeners, the folks that are on this journey with us continue to fast, continue to try. I heard a quote the other day from one of the coaching calls I was on on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m., which mm-hmm. is smack dab right in the middle of family time. So my wife looked at me like I was right. a little crazy, but popped the yeah, AirPod in. Better be errands. <laughs> it was important. And yeah. it said, a scar is a reminder of a lesson that you needed to learn. Ooh. And it's going to come up today in the adherence, the beginning with the end in mind portion of today's conversation when it comes to weight loss and maintaining that weight loss and why it's so difficult. And a lot of people come to fasting for that for that very reason. So that's why I'm excited for today's conversation, Tommy. Yeah. A meta-analysis comparing the effectiveness of alternate day fasting, the 5-2 diet, and time-restricted eating for weight loss. You know, when when I when I hear that and I, I'm I'm thinking back, and one of the most common questions that we get is what is the best type of fast? Which fast should I do? You know, almost like what's the holy grail? Hey, you, you know, you, you guys must must know which one is the best type. And you know, there's there's just so many ways to quote unquote skin a cat, right? Like there, there's there's just different ways to go about it. There's pros, there's cons. Should we should we get good at different types of fast, or should we just be a specialist and just focus on on one, right? And 
everybody's answer is going to be a little bit different, but it's cool because as we uncover some of the things that are, you know, kind of shining a light on in this study right here, I think we're going to get into a couple of those details that will, you know, help, help people, you know, pick a lane or at least where to start and then start to experiment with some different things from there too. Yeah. And from, so from examine.com, they had labeled this study, which flavor of intermittent fasting is the most effective for weight loss, <laughs> right? And I just love the the play on words there, right? Air, in yeah. quotations, flavor of intermittent fasting, right? The unsweetened so, flavor. <laughs> right? So it's really funny because in this meta-analysis, different types of intermittent fasting diets produce similar weight loss compared to conventional calorie-restricted diets. Mm. First of all, the word diet and fasting, right? Some people come to fast and say, well... We really want to leave that old dieting construct behind. If you've had multiple failed attempts, which statistics show, and if you look around here, especially here, everything's bigger here in Texas, the obesity rates, the- Including the uh, the brisket sandwiches I just saw an ad for. (laughs) Right. The healthcare costs that go along with it, right? So everything's bigger here in Texas. everything. Everything's bigger, right? The high schools. Yep. They look like small college campuses, especially here in Katy. But when we're looking at this, it was cool because they only they had very strict criteria, and there are some limitations too, but they had some strict criteria on what they were looking for in terms of the, the comparison. And they looked at a total of 24 studies involving 1,768 participants, and they were broken down into ADF, which is alternate day fasting, or modified yeah. ADF. So there were 12 studies on that. And then the 5-2 diet, there were eight studies there. We'll break down the specifics of what these are in just a second. There were four studies on TRE or time-restricted eating, and they varied all across the map. And then there was the fourth category, which is calorie restriction. There were 15 studies there. And then add libidum eating, so meaning no dietary restriction. And there were nine mm-hmm. studies on that. So these all range from three to 26 weeks, which is pretty cool. And the primary outcome was weight loss, right? Which is yeah. the reason anyone starts a new diet or a boot camp or right. intermittent fast, right? Yeah, the pretty majority, much. I should say. And as a secondary outcome, they were looking at dietary adherence. And it was interesting to kind of look at the, the outcomes because there, were, there was a lot of similarity in the outcomes. And that speaks to the question that you alluded to, which is, what is the best way to, what is the best fast to, what is the time I should be, should I be doing the same thing every day? Should I be varying it? Should I do ADF? Should I do 5-2, etc., etc.? Well, the adherence, if we begin with the end in mind, is the most important piece. Hmm. Because if you don't create those habits and that lifestyle, then you're just going to be back on the, whichever route you choose, you're going to be back on that weight loss roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And every time wow. you try to lose the same 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, I don't know about you because I've done it multiple times until fasting where it's been it's been gone for good and it's <laughs> it's it's not coming back. It gets a little bit harder, right? Yes, it gets harder, gets a little slower. Well, for me it was it was getting more frustrating too because I right. felt like haven't I been here before? I I'm I'm kind of tired of this groundhog day. This like feeling like I'm I'm doing the same thing over and over again. So when we when we look at the different ways here and we start talking about adherence, I really like that. You you caught me off guard there because you know, 
I don't hear people talking a lot about the adherence to it to a given plan. It's all about what's going to be the most effective. And that's always the question that we get. I don't ever hear the question, which one will I be able to stick to long term? I hear which one's the most effective, right? Like which one makes the, the scale move? Yes. What are my numbers? What's my schedule, et cetera? Yeah. What gets me there? Give me the fastest one that's going to move the needle the quickest. But it really is important if we if we think long term about this, because if I have anything more than like just a just a couple of pounds to lose, then I'm going to need to be playing the long game here, not just the the flash in the pan, not the hot tub experience. Right. So adherence matters. That's why we're talking about it. So when we break these down, ADF, alternate day fasting. So that mm-hmm. is add the beat in one day and then complete restriction the next day. So no caloric intake. Modified mm-hmm. ADF. Call it a burn day. A fast day, right? Yeah, yeah burn day. Right. Yeah, burning yeah. burning fat. I love it. The modified is five or 600 calories for female versus male to have like a little mini, we call it a little mini meal. And yeah. then you've got the 5-2 diet, which is five normal days of consumption and then two days of complete caloric restriction. Some people will also do kind of a mini meal on that, which isn't an extended fast. It's more of that kind of fast mimicking type approach. I think that's more popular, don't you think? I hear people talking about that a lot more. Well, yeah, it is. And there's a lot of studies on it too. And then TRE, which is we've done, we did an episode on January 17th of this year that Mm -hmm. coincided with our blueprint, which is the blueprint to fasting for fat loss. And the TRE, we did a cool one on four hour because TRE means time restricted eating. So yeah. four hour versus six hour windows. But in this study, they were anywhere from 12 hour fast all the way up to 21 hour fast, which is a huge gambit of difference. And then wow. there were 15 studies on calorie restriction, which is, as mentioned, your standard traditional weight loss diet typically advocates consuming you know anywhere from 350, 400, 500, all the way up to 750 calories less each day where intermittent fasting um, is seen as an alternative method that has a lot of physiological benefits outside of weight loss, balancing hormones, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. all of these variations creates complexity. And complexity, (laughs) yeah, you're probably already, if if you're still listening, thank you. Complexity (laughs) kills progress. Yes. And it also kills sustainability because you're just like, man, I just don't want to do this, right? So decision fatigue too. Right, right. So before I forget, upcoming on April 5th, just here in a couple of weeks, is our second seven-day fasting lifestyle challenge. And the entire premise of these challenges is to speed up the learning curve, right? And the Mm -hmm. acceleration of your understanding of how to make fasting a lifestyle. That's why it's and called. How to make it stick. Yes, the fasting lifestyle challenge. Right. It is not a seven day fast. Right. We use different varied right. fasting windows. There's advanced schedules. There's there's standard schedules, depending on your experience or how your weight loss or your fasting has been going as of late. So we help you choose that schedule, and then we walk you through each and every day live in the group, personalized coaching, yeah. question and answers. We bring you inside of our personalized VIP group. So before I forget, I want to make sure that we mention that that's coming up on April 5th and the link is in the show notes. So go ahead and click the link, Mm -hmm. more information, frequently asked questions. The registration link is there. Let us know, reach out if you have any additional questions. But Tommy, what we do during those seven days is exactly what, what I love about this article is that it talks about 
a lot of the different components in the results, right? So mm -hmm. if we're speaking, hey, I want the results, I want the quickest way, I want the most effective way to your point. Well, there was a lot of similarities between these approaches. So ADF and modified ADF, the 5-2 diet and time-restricted eating, those 12-hour up to 21-hour fasting windows, all led to similar amount of weight loss with a range of, now here's the range, 0.8, up to 12.9, so 13% of body weight. Wow. For oh, ADF. Large range. <laughs> right? And modified ADF. Yeah. 2% to 8% for the 5 2 diet and 0.9% to 8.5% for TRE. So a lot of variability. Now, ADF, alternate day fasting, definitely was the clear winner with the highest end range there in terms of weight loss. But mm. when you look at the differences in weight loss when comparing any of the IF diets, the ones we just mentioned, TRE, 5-2, ADF, to caloric restriction, the weight loss was pretty similar, right? As we just mentioned, those ranges. But mm -hmm. the adherence as well was similar among all of the dietary regimens. Mm -hmm. So more yeah. than one way to get the same <laughs> result, which is, yeah. okay, now what? What do I do now? Well, that's why we talk a lot about OMAD, right? Yeah, I, I love OMAD too. And I was hoping that they would uh, include that in this study. They do include OMAD sometimes in studies like this, but not in this one in particular. But the, the cool thing about OMAD, we, we did a study on this like, like way back. It's been a while. But comparing that and, and seeing how it fit into this equation too, comparing it versus ADF and some other protocols. But you know, the, the cool thing about OMAD is the simplicity which is which is why we have another resource the the fast start guide that's available for for omad but even like in the in the blueprint which is really cool as far as um developing some different skills and using some different fast cycles to start to get the weight off omad is cool because of the simplicity now however there are pitfalls for sure like like when omad when my meal becomes an extended window or when it starts to get later and later and later into the evening because OMAD dinner is a very, very popular, overwhelmingly the most popular choice. So when we look at these, these other protocols, you know, there's, there, it's always kind of a double-edged sword, but what was interesting was the correlation, the fact that they, they found alternate day fasting to be the most effective protocol. Well, guess what? It's also the one with the longest fast between actually breaking those fasts, right? So there's a, there's a huge correlation there. And when we modify it and we start adding the mini meals, which is fine, especially, um, you know, especially to start with, because it's, it's right. easier to do, it's, it's easier to kind of wrap my mind around it, you know, that that's going to spike the insulin. That's going to spike my blood sugar. That's going to bring in some more fuel that I'm not needing to tap into long-term fat stores at that point. So, um, it, you know, the, the results make sense, but when I start looking at, um, the fact that the time restricted eating had such a had such a range of of results and and even kind of underwhelming um, didn't really surprise me because um, I, I believe we were going from between twelve hours fasted all yep. the way up to twenty one hours Correct. fasted right you talk about a wide range of right. of what my what my fast actually was it makes a lot of sense to me that a lot of that would kind of just even out that a 21 hour fast is very, very different from a 12 hour fast and my caloric intake when I break that fast over a three hour period versus a 12 hour period. I mean, I, I could, I could be doing some, some serious different, you know, type of ingestion over that time and let alone the, the insulin that goes along with it, not having time to, to tap into fat stores. So a lot of stuff just washes out right there. Yeah.
Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two year old, has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days, in some cases up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? an air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. And when we're looking at the the adherence, right? So we're beginning with the end in mind, the long-term picture of what's going to work for me long-term. The adherence here, in the studies that lasting three months or shorter, the adherence was higher for ADF, modified ADF was the highest, then caloric restriction, then the 5-2 diet, and then TRE. Well, the variability to exactly what you were just speaking about there, the variability there, that that wide range of different windows can also create lack of adherence because I don't know about you, but a constantly moving target is is difficult. Yes. Right? I so it's it. day to day, <laughs> making those decisions, freelancing in the moment. Oh, I'll have the willpower to say no to this mm -hmm. or I'll, I'll go here and I'll do this. I'll start again Monday, et cetera. So that's one of the traps. That fall, it is. And that's one of the traps that falls into the, oh, I'll do one meal a day as my fat loss strategy versus mm. one meal a day as my maintenance strategy. Personally, I've used OMAD as both. As both, right? Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Just depends on the eating, what I'm eating, what I'm focusing on and the different variables. So 
it appeared through the summary here that ADF and modified ADF and calorie restriction had the highest participant adherence. Mm -hmm. But then what happens at the six month mark or the nine month mark or mm -hmm. the 12 month mark or when life throws you some curveballs and you just get bored? And that's what I mean about sticking to the same thing day in and day out. So for me, tracking calories and weighing my food and planning ahead, and that's insanely not sustainable for me. Mm. It never worked for me. For my wife, however, it's incredibly sustainable. Yep. Like on Wednesday nights, we have breakfast night and I know exactly what she has, a half a cup of Bob's Red Mill, gluten-free <laughs> pancake mix, one egg, mm. half a tablespoon of avocado oil, and anywhere from 27 to 35 grams of Designs for Health bone broth chocolate protein. Now, depending on the <laughs> day, right? No, I'm, this is my life because I make dinner on Wednesday nights because I get yeah. the kids, they come home, we, we, we make breakfast and boom. Yeah, so that's cool. this is also a night that I typically, I don't really love breakfast food. So either I'm eating like more carnivory, more eggs, you know, that kind of thing. But for her, then on top of this, she'll either do 12 grams of butter or maybe sometimes a drizzle of honey anywhere between eight to 15 grams. So <laughs> I am prepping this for her as she's coming home from the clinic. Yeah. Me doing that once a week is fine. Me doing that multiple times a day, just Insane. I'm not I'm not even going to start. So the reason I bring that up is because that adherence component I thought was was one of the most interesting parts of this study. And they did it in a way that was they, they admit that it's a weak point, right? That the the networking analysis is is based on you know, following these folks through all of these different studies. Mm -hmm. So the longer the study goes out, it makes sense that the decreased amount of adherence, especially yeah. when the result doesn't match the expectation. Ooh, so there you go. You hit it. Yep. Recently especially over time. <laughs> yeah. Recently for me, been focusing on some visceral fat. I know you've been doing some, some cold plunges. We've been playing oh, around yeah. with the science, right? I was using my pool as a cold plunge, but now it's warming up. Spring has sprung yep. here in Texas. So <laughs> turning into a 72 plunge. degree cold plunge yeah. isn't really a cold <laughs> plunge. So I know for me recently, beginning with the end in mind, that that sustainability piece, I have been my eyes have been reopened to some mm -hmm. of the old habits that have crept back in the longer I do this, the longer uh, I've been fasting. Okay, so maintenance slippage. Yeah. Well, visceral fat directed are my decisions okay. getting me closer to getting my visceral fat down, my CAC yeah. score improved, my triglyceride ratio a little bit better. We're going to be doing an episode coming up here on vitamin D and how fasting yeah. can have an effect on vitamins and vitality and sustainability, so right? Kind of the, what do I do now that we've looked at this study We've looked at the meta-analysis. We've looked at the differences between ADF. Where do I go? How do I do it? What do I just do OMAD every day? Do I do dinner? Do I do breakfast? Do I do lunch? Well, that's why we have some of the resources that we have. And that's why yeah. we created the new blueprint. So I want to unpack that just a little bit to make sure as we always begin with the end in mind and say in our podcast intro, we want to give you one or two things that you can leave today with, actionable things that you can do to put or level up your fasting journey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. And what what that makes me think about is is feeling like um, I'm either 
about to jump back into something new, or I feel like things haven't been moving lately. Like, uh, like I've been feeling a little bit stuck because both, both of those situations, like it, it's time to do something a little bit different. So either, either a little bit more of what I've been doing, like maybe like, like you talked about with the, the creamer, like getting a little bit more strict about the basics that might be, that's one potential um, thing to, to take out of this conversation is, is, go to the foundational stuff and do it a little bit better than you've been doing it. If it's, if it's gotten yep. a little slippery, if you feel like you've been strict with it recently, might be time to turn up the heat a little bit or turn, turn up the cold. If you're, you know, stepping into the cold plunge, like if you've been consistently doing, let's say 14 hour fast, oh, well, maybe it's time to increase that fasting length a little bit, because as we saw in the study, as our fasting length goes up a little bit, so do our results. And, and the, if, if, if I've been doing something, you laugh there, you laugh, hold on, you laugh there for a very specific reason, I believe. And tell me if I'm off here, you laugh because you're like, well, it makes sense, right? Almost like a, like an aha, duh type moment. Right. Yeah. 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 If you fast longer, Right. But then but then you're like, well, I can't even think about skipping breakfast if you're a beginner. How am I going to sure. get to only eating in a, a four hour window? And then if I think about that, Very my true. brain goes buffet, 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 all you can eat buffet. Right. Like so yeah. there's a learning oh, curve, which is where we started today's conversation. Right. A scar yeah. is is a reminder of a lesson that you needed to learn. Mm-hmm. And on this journey, mm-hmm. there's a lot of variability there. So I love that where you are coming from is like, well, maybe it's time to get back to the basics because. We can overcomplicate this process, just as in this conversation from the study today. How do we simplify it? Yeah, that's the interesting part, because sometimes it does get like confusing, though. Like, I'm not sure why the scale's not moving anymore or not. I did everything right. Yeah. And, you know, these these question marks kind of come about and, you know, like that's why we do the challenge. That's why I'm so excited about the next challenge that's coming up, because it it can help to answer a lot of those questions that come up. Um, But the, the other cool thing is that if if you take another thing out of this conversation or, or this study today. It's the fact that like some variability is good, even though that was always something that like for my brain, I, I don't like setting out on a plan that I know needs to change like all the time. I just want like, just give me the plan. Okay. Just, just give me the thing that's going to work and, and let me do it. But that, that's really not how this journey goes for most people. And so knowing that I'm going to need some variability, but in order for me to stay, to stick with it, to adhere to the process, I'm going to need to be strategic with that. And I'm also going to need confidence so I don't get derailed along the way. So, so understanding those pieces and just going, Hey, maybe it's time for me to do something a little bit new. Well, then let me take one of these other protocols that are in here or that are in the blueprint or that I learned from the challenge. And let me go take one of those and and do it because I'm probably going to see a little bit different results. And then I can, I can continue on my journey in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. So if you're looking for support, right? Challenges a few weeks out, maybe you don't even know what the challenge is. You're like, what do I do now? What do I do today? Sure. Head to the show notes, click the link. We're going to email you the free blueprint to fasting for fat loss. It's a Mm -hmm. 20 page PDF. It has different fasting schedules, what different weeks look like. It gives you some perspective on why getting the weight off matters, right? And what I love about this, this article is that um, you know, it, it's beginning with the end in mind. It's talking about, it's in the journal of obesity, right? Yeah. It's talking about the fact, how do I want to say this, that the rise in prevalence of 
the obesity issues that we have and the related metabolic diseases has led to an increase of different dietary interventions, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more confusion and options out there than ever before. Uh, right. Yep, so yep. we want to simplify this process because when we did it and we started and it started working for us, it was like, OK, simplicity, right, over complexity, simplicity. Sure. The one thing we do know is that life is complex and it will always be moving and changing. And yes, it's like, not getting any simpler. It's not getting any simpler. Right. No. It's getting more distractible and more inputs and more, you know, ways to go off track. So, right. <laughs> If what you're looking doing? for, yeah, what was I <laughs> many, doing? Squirrel? Times, Wait, what? What do I do now? Right? Well, I'll, just, I'll just start. You find yourself distracted. I'll just start my timer tomorrow, right? Yeah. So we want to give you that. And that's why we created this blueprint and launched it this year because we realized that it's like, all right, we need to level up the support. And we want you guys to have something you can go back to, like a Bible. Like, here, here's my, here's my roadmap. <laughs> here's where I begin. I've got it. Bible. I have it. I can, I can touch it. I can see it. If you're like me, you want to print it out. Okay. Yeah. Cool that's now. Cool. There's, yeah, well, you can, you can, you know, just in a preview on, on a Mac, you can go in and now mark it up and draw on oh, it yeah. and do all kinds of yeah, crazy nice. stuff. So yeah. I don't think color ink has gone down in price. So maybe not print it out because it is nice and colorful, right? And right. eye-catching, but go grab it. And then challenge coming up April 5th. Tommy, I am inspired to know, and I'm loving the trends that we're starting to see mm. that fasting is becoming more mainstream. Yes. Beginning with the end in mind is what we add to the conversation. And I hope today that with it, you're going to maybe walk away with a, hey, it's time for me to do something. It's time mm -hmm. for me to do something different. And that's what we're here for. I want to encourage you yeah. that it, it worked for us. It can work for you. Head to the show notes, grab the blueprint, check out the registration link for the challenge coming up on April 5th. And Tommy, as always, sir, appreciate the conversation. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.